0: Hello, Guardians. Today is September 2nd, 2022. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to the front of Destiny Digest. First thing off the rip, thank you so much for your support of the first episode and panel. It means a lot that people are engaging with the show and enjoying it so far. If you are enjoying the show, please rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. And if you want to support monetarily, like Clancy5000, you can do so through the coffee link in the description of the episode. Congratulations to Clan Elysium on their world's first completion of the King's Fall last Friday. If you haven't yet, check out the link in the description for their post-win interview with community manager Hippie in the TWAB. The team spent just under five hours in their two runs to complete and compete for the title. Perennial World's first favorites Math Class, counting YouTube and Twitch creator Datto amongst their number, came in ninth place in the overall standings. Almost half a million Guardians entered into the Kingsfall Day 1 Raid Race with only 17,107 of them, completing the Challenge Mode on Contest and achieving the Regicide Triumph according to Thursday's TWAB. In other news, Destiny 2 game director Joe Blackburn and assistant general manager Dan McAuliffe did an interview with PC gamers Tim Clark to discuss the many changes coming to Destiny 2 with the release of Lightfall. A lot of awesome information in there that goes a little more in depth with the abilities of Strand, the neon-soaked Neo-Muna, and the threats the Tormentors pose in our upcoming mission. Something a little more urgent in community conversation comes from the sections regarding their new strategy to end sunsetting in Destiny 2. In the past, Bungie has put locations, activities, and weapons into the Destiny content vault to maintain a slimmer footprint from the game files on your hard drive. And in the article, there's some credit given to the upgrades to the game engine and infrastructure. However, Dan McAuliffe states, It's not a case of we just fix one flaw in the engine and now never need to sunset anything ever again. We're always going to be making hard trade-offs between ongoing interoperable systems and awesome content and the ever-growing file size. When asked about older planets, McAuliffe said, Everyone can breathe easy about Nessus, at least for now. Later, in a response to the retweet of the article from Forbes writer and Destiny 2 community commentator Paul Tassi, Joe Blackburn clarified their philosophy on sunsetting activities and expansions, stating, We have no plans, desires, to vault content aside from the yearly rotation of seasons. I think what's important here is that this problem is hard, and can feel like we're asking our team to defy gravity. So we don't want to make a promise we can't keep, if we hit a dead end. Going back to the PC Gamer article, Dan McAuliffe assures that as we close the Light and Darkness saga, which runs from Shadowkeep to the final shape, we want to make sure that the whole sequence is fully playable from start to finish. That's critically important to us. So expect seasons, such as the current season of The Plunder and their associated activities, like Catch Crash, to cycle out on a yearly basis. What's unclear is if dungeons, raids, and other in-game activities that arrive during those seasons, Duality Dungeon being a notable piece of content here, will remain with the sun setting change or if they will cycle out as well. Now for the This Week at Bungie Too Long Didn't Read. This week's TWAB was paired with a hotfix version 6.2.0.2, which pushed some fixes allowing resilience on armor to add a 40% resistance to incoming damage at the highest tier of investment, for both Titan and Warlock arc subclasses. Enjoy feeling more speedy and less squishy. The Master Catch Crash will now also reward Pinnacle Progression for those brave enough to complete them, in the TWAB, they discussed the recent skill-based matchmaking changes to the control PvP environment, mentioning that it wasn't an effect for the first week rollout due to a bug, but the effects are now in place in that playlist. Overall, games that ended in Mercy fell by 4%, while games that went to time rose by that percentage, which makes sense. They do mention seeing a 4% rise in players quitting matches early from the actual first week of SBMM changes into this one. While they call this worrying, they will be monitoring this to see if this is a trend or a bump in the system. Bungie will also be pairing with Team Rubicon, a charity that helps communities prepare, respond, and recover from disasters and humanitarian crises. Anyone who donates $50 or more to their campaign by 11.59pm PDT on September 30th will receive the verdant Seeds of Hope emblem. And now I'm really excited to bring you a conversation with my friend Revenant. Uh, Rev is a member of the Last Rights organization and is a high-level competitor in the past few raid races. He's knowledgeable in build crafting, tips and tricks, and I'm lucky he sometimes assists me with in-game PvE helps that I do on Twitch every Sunday. Enjoy this conversation and be sure to follow him on Twitter at Revenant5333. Alright, you want to start? Should I start? Uh <laughs> 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 That's oh, how dude. it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir. Okay. So, today we have Revenant, good friend um, of mine. Uh, we've met we've met s- through several different people, several different mutual friends, mm. and you've been helping mm. me over the last year help people on Sundays, which I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for, and thank you so much. Um, you're Can also I- someone. Uh, from the Destiny community, and that I told you before we started recording, that knows their stuff when it comes to Destiny Two and build crafting and strategy. Mm-hmm. And so, I come before you today to introduce you to to the folks at home who maybe don't know you. Uh, maybe you can uh, introduce yourself uh, and what you what else you do in the community.
1: Uh, so hi, uh, my name is uh, Rev. Um, I don't really have like much of a like social media presence aside from just Twitter. All I do in the game is I just I i just help people and just go around uh, different communities, uh, finding people to help, seeing what they need they're doing, and I go and get it done with mm-hmm. them. Uh, one of the things i like to do is teach people how to build craft not just give them the build they want but to show them like this is how you can use said tools like uh d2 armor picker uh, picker by the wonderful miyago mm-hmm. um and i like to see what they can come up with on when uh, when they get their when they get their brain working so yeah that's, that's what i like to do i like to show people how they can be better instead of just relying on other people to do it to, to for. Absolutely.
0: And, like, so, when you're going in for a build, generally, what is the first piece that you look at? Is it, is it, like, uh, a specific ability, a weapon, or armor piece? There's... Uh, uh,
1: when I... Start a build, there's a focal point around the build. Like it could be how an exotic uh, interacts uh, with certain things, it could be a particular ability you want to use, uh, it could be a weapon that uh, has functionality within it. But there is always a focal point when I go into it. And the next thing I think of is what exotic pairs of this. And with the exotic, what is it asking of the player mm-hmm. to do to activate its full potential? Then I build into that. Uh, a bit annoyingly these days it's now high resilience is now the meta, mm-hmm. uh in, in terms of pve so a lot of the builds now are like okay do you have like 80 minimum resilience um if so cool now you could start building mm-hmm. like, like i like the idea of having resilience tied to passive damage resist but because of the value it gives it's too invaluable to skip out on uh to loot yeah like, it, like going into like a day one raid or a grandmaster with anything less than a hundred a hundred reason is a bit silly mm-hmm. now so it's like yeah, a necessity um,
0: do you, like do you feel like it's a necessity now absol- or
1: absolutely like if you can achieve a hundred reason why aren't you doing mm-hmm. it like it's 40% passive damage reduction across all sources. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. And then you stack it on top of uh, your armor resist mods, your wells of tenacity, your protective light, if you're still, if you're still running that. Um, Warmind Cell of Protection, for example, if God forbid you're still running Warmind oh, Cell. Oh, I'm still running Warmind cells.
0: Uh, uh, I'm having a blast with it.
1: How dare you? You're, <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's things that still go on top of that and even further beyond looking at you, the oculus um, to the point it gets completely silly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like the idea of being able to build to be able to eat all the damage, mm-hmm. but when that thing becomes the must-have and other stats are neglected as a result when they could be good, I think that is a problem. Mm.
0: It, it, so, yeah. it kind of, like... Uh it also it that kind of feels like the same argument for at least in my head for um champions right like mm-hmm. it forces you into solving the puzzle a certain way instead of mm-hmm. making you stretch to see how you can make the piece fit if that makes sense
1: yeah exactly yeah, and there was a good example last season that I kept do- doing, um, which was, uh, oh, what's the Was example? it Ager's oh, Scepter? It my no, it's uh, Office's Embrace. So this exotic uh, buffs your weighted knife to the point of uh, when you have strength for knife on your buff screen, mm-hmm. you can now stun and unstop. stop um, So we used to get the second knife back, just dodge you know, the unstop, get it back, and then build it back up for a quick kill. But you could then apply that knowledge of that with a one two point shotgun to say a barrier champ at full health, hit him with a shoddy, hit him with a weight with a strength of knife, and then finish it him. I don't need a barrier option. I just completely nullified his mechanic mm-hmm. because I out damaged it. So I like that sort of thing, but it's it's harder to do in the end, uh, end game content like GMs, mm-hmm. like Having a weighted knife uh, is very easy to proc. Three rapid hits and it gets going. Any other rapid hit after the fact just builds it up to the max timer of 30 seconds. Just keep doing a crit somewhere in the in, in the vicinity, and you'll still get that max timer. Um, a one-two punch shoddy, very easy to come across these days. Just you can literally craft one now, thanks to the wastelander. Mm-hmm. So go out and get one. Um, and it just it, it then just becomes a case of just careful movement getting close to the un, uh, getting close to the uh, barrier, and then executing that. But you can't do that on say overloads. Their health regen is too strong. There is nothing in the game that can out damage them. Out damage that amount of healing, it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you have to stun it with an overload option. With an with an you could you can brute force it. Absolutely, damage over time is fantastic for it. You can just sit back with Le Monarch and pick away and non stop and just run away with it if he gets too close. Right. But, it's incredibly hard to break the mould in that regard. So, I would like to see champions change. Mm-hmm get an uplift like have a mechanic uh the one example i keep bringing up and i'll keep banging on it because i think it's a good it's a really good example for it is the boss at the end of the last word quest where you have to shoot his oh, gun yeah. in the standoff yeah, yeah yeah to stun him that was a fun mechanic so,
0: holy cow i forgot
1: <laughs> I forgot all about so, that but yeah that was great any gun any gun if you're a venture with a rocket launcher but any gun could do it mm-hmm. okay and it was stunned it would stun him so that war, that mechanic. I think is a fantastic example of what could happen. All right, like you're running through a GM. This mechanic is up. Any fire team member can deal with it. Everybody has the tools to equip with it. But if you're not fast enough on it, he's gonna deal some damage. Yeah. This is why I love light bearers inside the light GM. Right, yeah. They are they are your equal. I mean, on a GM, they're insane. Um, but. You have the tools to co- to combat them. Uh, Anti barrier goes through their barricade. Uh, suppressing tech brings them out of their super. Okay, you you have the kit to do it. Everybody can do mm-hmm. this, um, and that's why I like them because they're a new challenge, and I think they are way better than any champion at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's why Lightblade is my favorite GM, even though it's a pain in the ass. But light bearers are a fantastic addition. Addition to a player trying to solve a problem because all the classes have the kit to Mm -hmm. do it in some form. Some just by raw damage. Some by slow and steady, bringing them out of their abilities, whittling them down. Mm -hmm. You could all. You could all do it. Every player can do it, and I love that.
0: Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that today. I was rolling the the light blade today uh for the mm-hmm. pinnacle on my titan and uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was just thinking about those lucent hive and and thinking of oh man it would be terrifying if they had hammers <laughs> or like just expanding their kit out so that they could pop oh, a random no. super
1: <laughs> oh no I, I, like you, you, you want to fear an angry hive titan, like slinging his hammers? Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about a warlock, a hive wizard dropping a well. I'm good.
0: Maybe that's the maybe that's the next move. Maybe that's like.
1: No, I'm good. I don't want. I don't <laughs> want that chuffing wizard in the corner to sit in a well for thirty seconds because he's got Ludafaxa boots on. I'm good, fam. All right, it's, rate of fire goes through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> All his friends get buffed. I'm good.
0: Look, I'm just, I'm just asking questions here. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you participated in the uh, King's Fall raid race. Not to like change the the subject too too sharply, mm-hmm. but um, yep. where like, what on the day? What was your build? What were you thinking of specifically when it came to? Um, it, you knew that there was going to be. Like enemies that were going to take that 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 were going to have health bars that were astronomical, you knew yes. that the mechanics would be changing, and mm-hmm. knowing you, you're a very competitive person in that space, you wanted to probably mm-hmm. place fairly high. Um, yeah, what was your build going into the day? What were your thoughts on the encounter changes and um, yeah
1: overall okay so uh going into the day i kitted out my entire team not just myself were literally i uh we all sat on a call like the day before the day prior um and i helped them get builds down that they were comfortable with that uh, they were happy with that was still part of that was still meta um and it's even taken to effect arc 3.0 as well um, because throughout the road, we did have a gathering storm mm-hmm. or two, uh, it came in very handy. Uh, my builds, uh, I had three, but I only ended up using one because it did everything I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, so I had a stasis one with Ozzyomancy gloves mm-hmm. that was CC, that was actually meant to be designed around, um, totems as well as, uh, Golgoroth, uh, for crowd control. Right trying to keep everything at bay and have it slowly trickle in when we needed yeah, those turns are so nice. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly uh i had uh, my entry which uh for the doors in, uh, for the opening encounter carrying the balls back and mm-hmm. forth uh it used the uh newly revitalized collective oblig- uh, obligation which had a massive glow up this season and everybody should be trying it again it's fantastic um uh, that was on Voidwalker, Fantastic Ability Spam, and Survivability. Mm-hmm. And then I have my Well, which didn't really change from last season's GM. Um, because I, upon looking back on last season, I realized actually 95% of the kit I was using was to go over anyway. Mm-hmm. All I was losing was uh, Soul formation, So I just changed that out. Um, and Well, with Starfire Protocol... Is one of the most. I, I don't want to say brain dead, but it kind of <laughs> is. <laughs> it's so easy mm-hmm. to use. You don't you don't really need to think much. You just need to think: Am I standing in my empress? Or well, mm-hmm. cool. I, I it only takes one point five seconds of continuous fire to give me a, a grenade back from zero. Yeah. That's that's all it takes. And then I have an overpowered nade because you have Touch of Flame, which makes your fusions double pop. And even under light conditions, you're looking at, I think it was about between 28k to 31k per grenade under light, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Yeah. Um, I was my team's support the entire time. I was Div. Um, I was well. I was Aeons as well. Mm-hmm. So there were times I did take off the Starfire for Aeons. Um... And honestly, I do kind of like that role in the day one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it, I just ended up staying on well the entire time because uh, it's that powerful, and the fact uh, the fact that you if you build into what Starfire can do, right, you can get your well back well within acceptable time frame mm-hmm. with minimal ads. Like how? Just be how fast. So. So, to give you a comparison, obviously, well, lasts thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were to use Phoenix Protocol, you get a bunch of kills. Mm-hmm. You get up to fifty percent, but no further, in terms of assistance from the exotic, back for for your next well. Okay. If you play Starfire right, um, even out of your well, you can gain up to about twenty to thirty percent of your super bar, hmm. depending on where you throw grenades. Mm-hmm and a nice example of this would be Warpriest, mm-hmm. um, wherein you are on the left and right sides. You have your yellow bar yellow, yellow bar wizard yeah. and eventually the Minotaur when it's taken uh, spawn up top. Um, all you have to do is time your nade, throw two to kill the wizard, and I would have one third of my super in two grenades. Oh, great. And then to get it back... Oh, my God. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, when to get it back, um, deploy your Emperorift. Uh You just remember I've got a teammate there covering me as well. Yeah. He's killing anything that's getting by. To get it back, I would then turn around and shoot the Wall priest. Now you might be thinking he's immune. Starfire doesn't care. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You could shoot immune targets to get grenade energy back. Mm. So that's what I did. Oh my god. Shoot. So I'd shoot that. Then I turn back. Oh, and there's another wizard. That's wonderful. I've got two nades. Throw them both off. I pop. That's another third. Mm-hmm. And then eh, during DPS, um, even I'm using Divinity, um, I'm still throwing my nades up in there uh, as best I can. I would come out with roughly about 25 to a third back based on damage alone. Mm-hmm depending on, uh, on how easy I could uh, thread in grenades every once in a while, because I'm in a well. Um, and it doesn't matter how much damage you're dealing. It's just the fact that you're attempting to deal damage that matters to Starfire, and you get 20% grenade energy back uh, in over 0.3 seconds.
0: That's awesome.
1: So This is how stupid Starfire is.
0: <laughs> that's, that's bonkers. I... I, I was gonna say I should I should play with that more, but I'm not I'm not that great of a warlock.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Don't worry mind I'll, I'll leave it to you. I'll leave it to you, buddy. <laughs> but um yeah,
0: so going into like King's Hall, what did you think of the the changes to the mechanics?
1: I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the only the only part that I think everybody is going to collectively agree on is the A tracks moment at Warpreeze, mm-hmm. where a lot of people were hard-stuck there. Uh, some people say it's a de- they couldn't have the damage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I say Bungie literally gave you a God Roll Taipan oh, yeah. uh, LFR at the Enclave mm-hmm. <laughs> that you could craft. And uh, if you spent an hour, hour and a bit at Shirochi, you could hit tier 17 on it and put triple tap or clan cartridge or field prep with firing line on it, and you are good to go. Mm-hmm. It's that free. They literally handed you the DPS option. Um, I still need to do that, by the way. <laughs> if you've got any of the big three prior, which is uh, Reed's triple firing, mm-hmm. um, uh, Cataclysmic uh, with Baden Switch fourth times, or. Uh, Storm Chaser, Rapid Hit, mm-hmm. We're Firing Line. You're fine. You actually don't need typing. But if you don't have any of those, go and get it. It is literally free. Um, totems are liked. Yeah. Um, the fact that y- instead of just, oh, I'm just going to stand here, get my 10 stacks. Yeah. Go off there. Uh, whoop do uh Now it was, oh, it matters on what I kill. mm mm-hmm. And you can actually go a little bit greedy and get over like twenty, twenty-five, sometimes even thirty. And if you hit that high, you must take they clear quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually enjoyed totems a lot.
0: I I didn't get to run it with the with the contest modifier on, but I got to run it on Sunday for the first time. And I I said I said this on Planet Destiny that night, but. And and it was like fairly fresh, but I I really enjoyed this version of Kingsfall. Like we've this is the third version that we've gotten, technically, mm-hmm. and like this version f- moved, which is which is something that in the past I wouldn't have thought of with Kingsfall in Destiny One. Like it, Destiny mm-hmm. One didn't the Destiny One versions didn't feel like there was a sense of urgency really in movement more so in, in making, making sure you hit certain gates. But, um, with this, you, not only do you have to hit the gates, but you also have to have the movement down. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's some ways to do it fairly safely, but you got, you have to be kind of on your toes. And I like that aspect of this one.
1: Your thoughts. Yeah. I felt, I felt, much more engaged mm-hmm. when it came to the encounters. Like, even though I was the Div user and I was stationary a lot of the time, I, I was also keeping my head on a swivel for my team, so they knew, so they could help out mm-hmm. when needed. Um, I, as much as it's a pain in the ass, I actually like how they did boost. Yeah. Um, with having to go hunt a killer on a night. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, under contest conditions, he can eat a lot of damage. Yeah. Um. So that was. That was a nice change of pace, and DPS was it's still the same. Like you sort of be inside the aura, but you have to go and kill a big boy now, not just kill a minion. Right. Yeah. All right. So. That was uh, that was a uh, that, that was, uh, good for me at least. Mm-hmm. Um, under under contest. Uh, Warproof for my team Was a mechanics check mm-hmm. uh, We kept forgetting about right, uh, The right knight Or the left knight right. uh, So eventually we managed To get it down But possibly could have Placed a little bit higher If we got it down If we uh, got our heads on straight mm-hmm. um, For Golgorov Just saying F it Just give him hard mode As the norm Yeah is fantastic, no changes whatsoever really. Yeah. So I, I actually enjoyed that. Um, I did like how because obviously now we have the token system in the raids. Mm-hmm. Um you then had to uh you then had to worry about if you failed to capture gaze what uh what contribute to the uh, tablet of ruin mm-hmm. white, white mechanic and that is how many orbs you failed to drop.
0: Which was very cool. Uh, I, like, wait. I liked that it wasn't just, like, sta- just just keep standing
1: in the pool. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, you you still go from pool for, pool, pool mm-hmm. to pool, but if your gaze team uh, messes up, then you've got to, well, first you've got to get out, but you also got to take note, like, how many were still on the ceiling. Because mm-hmm. that's what contributes to the wounds to the at the back. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just it's no longer deaths. So I I thoroughly enjoyed that aspect of it. Um for uh daughters slash oryx, mm-hmm. uh the this the simplifying of it mm-hmm. all while still making it seem like it's a long encounter. Just just build from point A to point B three times, third one picks it up, takes the brand. Mm-hmm. Like that's very simple and easy to follow, and I'm not standing around looking like a lemon for God knows how long on the plate mm-hmm. as we try to build counterclockwise. Right, exactly. So, I I I did enjoy that change as well. Um, I feel like the fact that all... I, I
0: feel I feel like that change specifically. Um, because in d1 a, a lot of people because you could choose in oryx uh who was going to grab the brand uh mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't want to do that role uh specifically because they they'd have to remember which way to run like clockwise or counterclockwise um to get to the uh to get to the empowerment but I like the way that the kind of the X strategy of it, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you have to cross the room on the, on these, but you don't have to remember necessarily the, a a rotation. You just have to know, Mm -hmm. Oh, I go from point A to point B. Cool. I can just rip through that. It, I think that democratizes and kind of empowers people, especially since they're randomized. To be able to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I can definitely do this.
1: Exactly. like A lot of people back in Kingsville, myself included, like, I only did Kingsville four times mm-hmm. in Destiny 1. I was a solo player for the whole of D1. Um, still got all my exotics right? Um <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Back then, it seemed rather daunting, like, oh, everybody's got to step on that plate, that plate, and that plate in order, mm-hmm. and then I have to go all the way around, whilst being shot up by the biggest guy in the room. That's that's fantastic. This is perfect, wonderful. All right, what if I mess up? What if I miss one of these jumps? Now, there's only five plates, mm-hmm. like, if you mess up, it ain't that big of a deal, just get back on, jump up to five again, off your pop. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was... God knows how many. So, it it just seemed... It seemed pitch and hold to the ones who were confident that they could always pull it off. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like, okay, you're taunt, you're going up, and I don't care if you don't like it. It's so easy. Like you could do this, comlers. Like all you need to Mm -hmm. do is go stand at point A. We are built to point B. Off you go. Yeah, go and grab it. And the way they balanced out from the longevity of Kings Hall D1 to Kings Hall D2 was okay. You got you have to go up three times. Which still feels like it's the same length as building up the entire path in D one, yeah. but without the hassle of it, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Yeah, like if it's if it's going to be a rule of three, that's a very simple uh, game dev technique that everybody understands without having without having it being spoken into the oh, ring. that's like, storytelling.
0: That's jokes. Rule of three is everywhere.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Rule of freaks everywhere. You just expect it. Yeah. So, cool. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy I, I enjoyed the changes in there, mm-hmm. and especially like the fact that Oryx is now a DPS checkpoint instead of just let me stack up sixteen yeah. orbs real quick. Yeah. Like I remember that being ch- daunting
0: the- in D one, especially <sighs> like failing at that. Ugh.
1: Yeah, failing at that was just not. It wasn't fun. Yeah. Whereas. The uh, power the overwhelming power triumph which is literally uh, the homage back to that mm-hmm. one phase Orix, um you can still do it if you mess it up, which I've seen twice mm-hmm. in my runs in Kingsfall now. Um I've seen Knights take it and messed up ball uh messed up ball calls as well, so they weren't uh detonating to initiate the stunt mm-hmm. uh, from the same location, but we kept doing it in different areas. Um, and you can still pull it off. Mm-hmm. Like it, I've had uh, the case where the, where the knight ate three balls. We only technically lost two because we still needed to detonate one. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that, that much of a loss in terms of DPS, and we still got the one phase down. Mm-hmm. So it uh, it's much more forgiving in the same time frame to do it. Admittedly, you can... If your team's cracked and you've got all the right gear, you can two-phase Oryx. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you can do that. Um, the fact you can also stop the um, uh, the bomb attack that he does, where you have to run around like a headless yeah, chicken yeah, yeah. for about 30 but seconds. You have
0: to kill the you... knights in order to stop that attack?
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's kind of nice because everybody... Absolutely, was irritated by that. Yeah, uh, myself included. So just kill the nice to stop the attack. Yeah, I'll do that every time. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> like <laughs> the moment I see him spawning, in I'm jumping up to a plate, I'm ready to kill it off spawn, them, and I'm moving.
0: Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome. So, yeah. Um, so maybe to close this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oryx, front or back of the room
1: i don't care (laughs) like (laughs) this is the thing everybody's going no he's at the front he's at the back he's on the left he's on the right i don't care does the team get which orientation he is yes because he's right there (laughs) you can see him it doesn't matter if he's front or back you know exactly where he is at all times he's the biggest thing in the damn room (laughs) Now the only thing I, the only thing that makes sense to me and what I say if if I if I'm the shot caller in the team mm-hmm. is uh, when we when we enter the room for daughters is okay L one and R one are closest to us because they're the first things you see, yeah. and I always say that because um, saying having certain things said in a particular way to me makes me remember it more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it
0: standardizes it across the different raids too, because you not only have that those callouts for um king's Fall, but you also would have it for like val in in the Rolk room you have l1 through 3 on the left hand side with one being the yeah, closest exactly. to you so exactly. it, like right. it makes sense um mm-hmm. you could also say that for tanix uh section 1 um for the yeti coolers and everything but um
1: yeah yeah exactly but yeah
0: it standardizes it enough across raids that everybody kind of understands the discipline of those call-outs when they're made.
1: Mm-hmm. So, for me, if I, if I join your team, don't be an ass about the call-outs. <laughs> if the entire team gets, to, gets the call-outs, just stick with call-out. Because yeah. the entire team gets it. You know? yeah. Don't be the odd nail sticking out of a ball. Whatever, whatever
0: gets you the you win. Whatever gets you the win.
1: We all want to kill him and turn him into Touch balance. Malice. Yeah. Just... just Just give it a program, bro. There's a
0: lot of engagement farming over the weekend over
1: this. Oh, absolutely. My call outs are the best by the way, because if you actually notice what they all are, they're all technically the same thing.
0: Well dude. um, I I love and appreciate you. Thank you so much for like for hopping in. I know you don't you have have you done this before? Have you been a guest uh, on the show before?
1: no, this is my literally the first time I've ever done this. How dare you?
0: Well, thank you for for allowing this show to be like your first podcast unveiling, and may it not be the last because you're you're very knowledgeable and and just a good dude. I appreciate you. Uh, if you can, I appreciate you too. if you can tell people where they can find you on the internet.
1: Uh, sure. Uh, as I said at the start, I I I'm a Twitter gremlin, so just. Come and follow me on now. Uh, my at is uh, Revenant5333. That, that's literally it. Uh, if I can help you, I'll, I'll try. Very least. So yeah.
0: Thanks again to Rev for sharing his awesome insights with us. One final thing before we hop out of here. Guardians are going gold for the month of September to raise awareness for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month after an impassioned post to the R Destiny Fashion subreddit. The post reads as such. May 2nd, 2020, my family and I lost my oldest to Ewing sarcoma, an aggressive pediatric cancer. September before losing her was the first time I started asking those of you who would to go gold for the month of September as it's childhood cancer awareness month, and gold is the color associated with it. No monetary gains here, just a supportive gesture, asked by one dad to others. So I'm asking again if you would, my fellow dads and guardians, to please join me, and go gold for the month of September. It would be awesome to see a tower full of gold, titans, hunters, and warlocks. My name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at TikTok, where the eyes are else. You can also catch me three days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Dan helping guardians through dungeons, raids, and other pinnacle PVE activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice, and also go and follow the co file. Every little bit helps thank you so much for listening and I hope you find...